0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Outer Rim. I'm Gabe Green, and today with the help of one of my uh, Outer Rim admins, we'll be talking about the latest episode of the Bad Batch, and today I am again joined by Drew. Welcome, man. What up? Yeah, not much, just a really awesome episode of the Bad Batch to talk about. Um, so this this week it is episode 15, uh, but... Also, if you'd rather listen to the audio of this review and not just stare at us or stare at me because Drew's hiding, uh, you can find the audio version of this review on my podcast, uh, Franchise Fatigue. It's all on that feed. There'll be a link uh, to that in the show in the uh, description here. Um, So this episode is episode 15, Return to Camino. It's written by uh, Matt Mishnovitz. uh, and this is a name you should be keeping an eye on. He's been the story editor for this entire season, but uh, going back to the Clone Wars, he wrote the original Bad Batch arc. He's also written some of the best episodes of this show, uh, with Replacements, uh, Bounty Lost, and War Mantle. Uh, the f- interesting thing I noticed when I was doing research for this episode is that Replacements, War Mantle, and now Return to Kamino... Essentially, they tell the story of Project War Mantle, which is the effort to replace clones with volunteers. So, like normally in the Clone Wars, he just has been given like a four-episode arc, you know, in one block. But here, he's kind of had to seed it out in various episodes throughout the entire season. Um, but yeah, all the ones that are strictly dealing with War Mantle are all from him, which which is interesting. Um, He's also wrote some other really cool clone-centric stories like uh, the Umbar arc, which is just amazing on its own. And also uh, Rex's return in Rebels with the uh, Lost Commanders. So uh, it it does feel very fitting that he is the one who gets to bring the era of the Clone Wars to a close uh, with this episode. Um, And it was directed by Nathaniel Villanueva. Um, so the synopsis is, uh, as the Empire finalizes its departure from Camino, Crosshair uses Hunter to lure the rest of the Bad Batch into a trap, and they oblige, and the trap is sprung. Uh, Crosshair reveals that his, in- his inhibitor chip has been removed for some time, and he pleads with his former brothers to come back and serve the Empire with him, and they refuse. Uh, meanwhile, the Empire begins bombarding uh, Topoka City, leaving the entire Bad Batch trapped as it sinks into the ocean. All right, dude, what'd you think?
1: again another really awesome episode um i was not ready they've just been going out with a bang honestly and i i cannot wait to see uh like how it all turns out in the finale but yeah like um it was great to see camino again obviously like Camino is just like such a interesting planet
0: again uh, and then never again
1: <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah
0: I don't know what I was expecting, but like this entire episode was was surprising me every step of the way. Um, just number one, bringing them back to Camino, and then just how it kept wrapping up. And the, the big thing that stood out to me in this episode is just the tone. It has this really portentous, melancholy sense of doom over the whole thing, as with just the music. It's very patient cinematography, kind of grim lighting. Um, I feel like I don't I feel like Camino is always storming but it felt like it was storming even more than usual this time um yeah. and just the, the the sense of emptiness and the sense of just things coming to an end that is throughout this entire episode just little effects like uh the way the the halls of Camino kind of fade out into white after like 50 or 100 feet in either direction. It yeah. gives it this kind of limbo sense of emptiness. And like, that, that's an effect that a lot of shows or movies will use to de- for depicting, like, heaven or the afterlife. Just, it feels like you're kind of in this ethereal in between state. Um, mm-hmm. And just the whole episode has this kind of balanced on that.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I saw, like, a lot of people post images of, like,. Uh, scenes from like the beginning of the series uh when the i think it was actually from the pilot episode
0: um well my uh my background is i think one of those or
1: yeah like there there was uh like the cafeteria for example i think there's like a shot of the cafeteria at the beginning of the season and there's a shot in this most recent episode that's like nearly the same frame but it's empty this time around it's like i don't know it's such like a neat way to like kind of um, Called back to the beginning of the show where, like, the clones still felt lively and they were still there and, like, now they're just completely gone.
0: hmm Yeah, and we'll, there's a lot of crosshair stuff to talk about. We'll get to that. Uh, but I, I did like... There's the uh, the Omega stuff that's happening where they're using her knowledge to sneak back into the city. Um, and we see the uh personal research laboratory and we learn... A bit more about Omega and the Bad Batch's origin, um, how they all came from the same lab, and this blew my mind. But Omega is older than the Bad Batch. Sure. How? How does that work? I don't even. I, so just...
1: I think, I think that's implying that she is. Like oh, yeah. I mean, they already said that. Like she's basically. Oh, like, I,
0: I, I I understand that the, their growth is accelerated, but it's, it's just breaking my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <trying> to, like, <laughs> it is so weird. Like so
1: they, they so
0: like they they are they given life experience with that, like because all the all the Bad Batch, you know, the that's just the Bad Batch, the clones, you know, they all function like adults. It's like it's, it's just so weird because like she goes to them she looks at them like adults even though she's older than them it's it's just yeah. so crazy um but I, I love the fact that like she was there when they were i guess quote unquote born and like they came from the same laboratory so like i guess in, in cloning terms that kind of you know makes them you know brought siblings almost and it really it says a lot about you know the connect the instant connection she had with them you know in in the pilot um and it's just uh, it's so interesting it's just the, that whole scene it's 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 hard to describe because so much is just in the atmosphere um of just kind of existing and feeling in these empty spaces as it's all about to end yeah. um <laughs> i i love how resentful tech is that uh, none of these places are on the maps and blueprints he's <laughs> like oh, it takes yeah. it as a personal affront that the like whoa is that true how could I possibly know that? <laughs> <Like it's> just, <laughs> his, his precious information is failing him. Um yeah. But moving into the big thing this episode, uh we have Crosshair luring them into a trap and revealing that he's not out to kill them. He he, he wants you know, he wants his friends back, he wants his brothers back. He wants yeah. them to join him and to enjoy you know you know, together we can rule the galaxy. You know, it's a, it's a classic Star Wars uh thing. Um and I think all of this is so well written, uh, particularly his speeches, um, where there's several lines. Early, earlier, this is back to the beginning, where, where Hunter says, You know, usually my comm won't work. They'll know it's a trap. He says, They'll come for you. And you sense that little bit of bitterness, like, Yeah, they'll come for you. You didn't come for me, but they'll come for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, they don't leave their own behind most of the time. Um, and just and we get to we're feeling a level of pity for him that we haven't up till now uh because like he he, he was always the jerk of the group um and i guess it's kind i guess one of the perils of being an asshole in life is that there's not going to be as many people willing to risk life and them to save you uh but yeah like he's very much resentful of the fact that they didn't come back for him, and like they, they don't have a lot of excuses for that because like when you know, when Omega was captured, they went for they you know, they came back for her when um when Hunter's captured, they're coming for him. They went they went to rescue Gregor from you know, they didn't even know him, and they went to rescue him from an imperial base, but they kind of just left him behind. Um, and no, and they did that knowing that it wasn't his choice. You know where uh where Hunter says you know you tried to kill us, we didn't have a choice, and he's like and I did um and so like and so i i think he had his chip removed after he was burned because they've had that very prominent burn scar over his head like right over the sec- the place where the um inhibitor chip is
1: yeah
0: um it's just like oh the questions of choice and you know, you know this is who i am uh you know stop pretending to be something you're not this is what you were made for we're, we're, you were all meant for something more than just drifting through the galaxy join the empire and you will have purpose again Um, where he, he's someone who entirely seems to entirely define himself by you fitting into this authority structure and being, being given a purpose, you know, by, in this case, the, the, the galactic government. Um, and just Hunter's simple line, you really don't get who we are. Do you, um, just they've, they've diverged so far in in what they see as their purpose now, um, It just, I've, been, I've been rambling what do you have, you have any, th- any thoughts on that
1: yeah no i i i definitely agree with you like <clears throat> the writing for Crosser was really great this episode and i loved how we kind of like really saw his perspective and how like he feels really like left behind by his brothers you know and um it was just like really awesome to like see that and then also um oh, she was like right there.
0: <laughs> um, <Sorry>. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, it's really I glad I, I appreciate how subtle his writing is. Where it's not, it's never full on evil. It's always there's always a balance of truth in with his warped perspective. Like everything he says is sounding really good, but then there's like a little line. you know, like, we're not like the Rex. We're superior. It's just like yeah. like it's a really good balance of. Genuine, heartfelt desire for this family to be reunited, also with the menace of his kind of an imperial thug now, and he yeah. likes it. Um Like it, it's a bit, it's a lot more subtle in the dialogue than I'm used to seeing in this show. Um, and I really hope that they, they they can keep this level of character depth going forward. Um, that that whole scene is just heartbreaking. Um But then. When the the droids come in, the the practice droids come in, and we get you know, the bad batches all together again, battling droids in the training arena, and you have the bad batch th- main theme just blaring. Mm. It just it just puts a smile on your face. Like you know it can't last, you know it's not real, but yeah, it's it is harkening back to that for the pilot episode when um when uh Tarkin was testing them, you know, with these droids you know, set to kill in the same arena. Kind of, it's like poetry. It rhymes
1: exactly yeah that's what i've loved about this show is like like i said earlier with like the shots of Camino being very similar to the shots of Camino at the beginning of the season um there's so much like stuff like that in in this show where like it's just like the star wars films where the, like there are so many scenes that call back to like previous works in star wars mm-hmm. um just like the classic George Lucas blow, so like it's just like I don't know. I, I love that about Star Wars. I love just like seeing something that I've seen before, but like done in a different way, or like telling something in a different way. It's just I don't know. Something about it is awesome.
0: Yeah, um, and <laughs> it's funny because I've mentioned several times in these reviews how I I hoped that the finale would be the Bad Batch coming back to Kamino and burning it down. And that sort of happened, <laughs> not in the way I was yeah. expecting. <laughs> they came back to Camino, but it was the Empire doing the burning. Um, yeah, it's just the way, the way the Empire is like slowly clearing out, it, you, know, it, you know, evacuating the base, and then the final moment where we get, we get Tarkin's line, "You may fire when ready." And uh, I, I can never get enough shots of Star Destroyers coming through clouds and lightning. It's it's happened several times. The most notable one I'm thinking of is is in Solo, but it's just it's art, yeah. um, and, and it's 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 so it's sad because it's it's the Venator star Destroyers, the Republic the Republic cruisers, and manned by clones like the, the the clone officer talking to Rampart is like it's, and they're destroying their own home. It's there's something just so tragic and gross about it all. Um, and oh, the the effects of the bombardment. It just, looks
1: so good.
0: The way the way the laser's just, like, you could just see it ripping through. It's not, they're not just doing, like, oh, you know, a fiery explosion to cover it up, but they're actually showing, it going through the yep. metal and ripping it apart. Or the shot of it underwater hitting the pillars. It's like, they put some work into that.
1: Yeah, they really did. I, like, seeing how far we've come from when Clone Wars first came out to now this, like... The, the animation style is just so great and I love absolutely loved how detailed they got it uh with it in this episode. It just it, it looked amazing.
0: yeah and so it ends with their trapped, the thing is sinking they got crosshair but uh, they're not friends really anymore uh so I like this episode pretty much covered everything I expected both episodes to do together like so I'm really curious. Like, obviously, they have to escape the Seeking City, but, like, what kind of drama... And somehow deal with Crosshair, but like, that... that The Crosshair stuff almost felt resolved. Yeah. Um So I'm very curious about, like, how... What, like, what they've got for us next episode beyond simply, you know, surviving and escaping. Yeah. Um, and I they,
1: definitely think that... I, I have a strong feeling that they're going to meet with Rex again. Um, yeah. Because they they did mention you know like when he wanted when hunter wanted omega to go back to the ship with the droid which also is great seeing that droid again
0: yeah oh it looks i'm guessing he'll be a hopefully he's a uh a recurring character in season two yeah they could probably take him with them
1: yeah it's so (laughs) funny um but yeah like no uh yeah hunter was like you know like go back to the ship and contact rex um and so like i don't know to me like i feel like that's just kind of giving a subtle hint that they're gonna try and meet with him by the end of the episode and i almost wonder if like the purpose of the bad batch is to like obviously like they're gonna probably you know like become rebels and everything um but like i'm wondering if like what they're doing with them, it, and like Rex and everything, like maybe they're trying to rescue like all of the clones that are, I'm mm-hmm. you know, captured by the Empire.
0: That would be very thematically in line with Crosshair's rebukes, um, yeah. coming back for their brothers. But then again, we like it seems the inhibitor chips are wearing off, so a lot of these clones are just going with the flow, you know, like uh, Admiral Yularen did, and. A lot of other people, um, so uh, yeah, that's going to be some interesting questions. I wonder, like, I wonder if they'll send the call out to Rex, and someone's going to come to rescue, like someone significant in the rebellion, like Bail Organa going to, like the ship's going to land, the doors get open, he'll be there or something, or even Ahsoka. I guess not, not Ahsoka. She, I, I, I think she's inactive at this moment. Um, Probably. But uh, yeah, but maybe like someone, like they think it's Rex coming to rescue them, but it's going to be someone. Who's you know some early uh rebellion figure who's gonna kinda mm-hmm. initiate them in?
1: Or that just Rex or just awesome.
0: Rex. <laughs> yeah. That would work too. Uh or
1: what if it'll be Luke Skywalker, even though he's not born or he is born yet, but he's not you know, not know yet. But like they'll probably like do something like that, you know, like the Mando where it's like a um, a cameo that you weren't expecting.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything else in particular you want to mention?
1: Um I think we kinda like covered majority yeah, of it. Pretty
0: also. much. Uh yeah, so just gorgeous episode, beautifully directed, great drama. I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, um, so that's all for this week. Uh, join us in the Outer Rim, a Star Wars group on Facebook, uh, for more Star Wars discussion. We we're, we uh, have posts for each and every episode. Uh, it's dedicated to, uh, to positive and constructive Star Wars discussion. Um, also, please uh, like this video and subscribe to the channel for uh, the rest of the reviews. Um, and I check out my podcast, as I said, uh, Franchise Fatigue. Uh, I talk about film series, and also you can listen to the audio versions of these reviews. And we will be back next week uh, for the finale. See you then.